When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Yeah, good morning. Listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast Wednesday the 24th of November. Wellington frequencies. The Baz and Izzy radio frequency spotlights on Wellington 7.11am. No one has taken home the big dollars. 711 of it. No one's picked it up. So maybe stay tuned tomorrow and Friday. Give you the chance to win all that cash. Well, today we had a cricket resine chat with Black Caps former coach Mike Hesson. We spoke about the Black Caps and the makeup of the Black Caps and the success, how they got to where they are at the moment. The right people in the right seats on the bus, and Mike Hesson and our very only, one and only, actually, Baz McCullum, were a big influence to why they are trajecting tra- tra- in the right direction at the moment, so it was great to chat to them. We had a good hour uh, through the 7 to 8 o'clock hour talking cricket with Razine, and then we just spoke to Paul Radisic about Shane Van Gisbergen. Shane Van Gisbergen has been going great guns in the V8 supercars. He's already wrapped up the series, but Bathurst, that is the ultimate. That is the ultimate. Can Shane Van Gisbergen finish on a good note, winning the Bathurst? And then coming up, we got Michael McNabb. McNabber! He is winning the Jockeys Premiership at the moment. He's riding great. And, well, he's going to join us because he owes us because he missed our call last time. So he's back and he's promised us his alarm set for Baz and Izzy for breakfast. You're listening to us on SCNZ. The Chemist Warehouse Black Friday sale is now on. Get an extra 10% off store-wide. Sale ends Sunday. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Wednesday the 24th of November. Not long to Christmas at all. How good is that? Christmas is fast approaching and Trudy's Christmas tree is up. My Christmas tree is up. We're getting close to the holiday season. How good is that? And well, today we've got a we jam-packed show for you on a Wednesday. We're going to have a nice, fun, energetic Wednesday for you 
across the country, wherever you are listening in to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a text anytime throughout the morning, double eight double three, or call us on the Kenna's Higher phone line 0800 150 811. We would love to chat to you. The last two days has been great, getting a lot of calls, our listeners calling in, and we really enjoyed your calls. So make sure you do it throughout the morning as well, please. Uh, what do we got? We've got Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. The spotlight is on our Wellington frequencies, 7 11 a.m., 10 questions. And you can walk away with $711. After 8 o'clock, we're going to do the Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. So make sure you stay tuned throughout the morning because I'm going to give you the first question and answer. And then it might be the third question that they, they played you yesterday, they gave you yesterday, or the fifth question. It's not the first five questions, okay? So I'm going to give you the first question. Which NBA player has the record for the most assists... In history. Which NBA player has the record for the most assists in history? And the answer is John Stockton of the Utah Jazz. John Stockton, how good was he? So that is the first question and answer for Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies after 8 o'clock. And then it's going to, after 7 o'clock this morning, we're going to talk some cricket with Razine as the Black Caps prepare for the first test match of the Indian Tour. It's been a tough hunting ground for the Black Caps, who haven't won a test there since 1988. Mike Hessen is the Black Caps' former coach, now Sky Sport cricket expert, and he will join us this morning to chat about that up-and-coming test series against India over in India, which will be a repeat of the WTC final, which was played on neutral ground. So really looking forward to Mike Hesson breaking that down. And then, wow, how lucky are we on Baz and Izzy for breakfast? we got Baz. we got Baz on the show. And he, well, he knows what it takes to win and, and to play in India. And then difficulty, can, difficult conditions that uh, the Black Caps will have to endure over in India. So we're going to have him breaking on down. We want to chat to him about leadership. And the right people in the right seats on the bus. The Black Caps have the right formula as of late, but they've been through a bit of mediocrity and they've had to endure some tough times as a team. But they've come out the other side, and maybe other New Zealand sports teams can take some of these little nuggets on board. So we're going to get Baz to break it on down just after Mike Hesson and leading into uh, the 7 o'clock hour. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. And then just after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk our McCafe Coffee Catch-Up. And we're catching up with former New Zealand racing driver Paul Radisich to talk about Shane Van Gisbergen, who has wrapped up the series before the big Bathurst race. Um, the big Bathurst race at Mount Panorama. So really looking forward to chatting to him as Shane Van Gisbergen has been going great guns and driving really, really consistently. So looking forward to chatting to Paul. He knows what it takes to win the big races. He's been in the racing game for a long time. And then, well, we constantly talk to trainers and owners of racehorses. This time we're going to go chat to the captains of the ship. Michael McNabb has been on another level this year, riding winners galore as he leads the Jockey Premiership. And, well, if you remember, Cup Week, we tried to get Nabber on. How do we sleep him? We sleep him so we... Hustled him up yesterday, made him set an alarm. He was in the bathroom. Well, if you can't get up at 8.40, Nabba, what's going on, mate? You're a jockey. <laughs> You're getting up earlier than that to ride some horses and get some 
get your eye on, as Baz would say. Get your eye on. Get your eye on. So uh, looking forward to chatting to Michael McNabb. He's, he's riding great as of late. But uh, like I said, give us a text on the on text line double eight double three, or call us on the Kennards High phone line 0800-150-811 anytime and chat to us about sport or whatever. But remember, Quizzy Dag is at 6.40. Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies, 8 o'clock. Stay tuned. Chance for you to win some money. How good. We love a bit of freebies. We might even lead you into a tip. There you go. Getting you ready for the day. And I'm going to cross over to the team in Auckland. How are you? Joe, Kez, Trudy, and Louie. And my good friend with one of my favourite hats on, Bears McCullum. How are you, my good co-host and skip? Oh, what a setup! What a great setup that was, is. Crikey, your vocab was outstanding as well. It was extensive. Yeah, absolutely oh, you know, outstanding. Just... Brilliant. You hit what do you think? Points. Well, what I think is we're going to talk <laughs> a fair amount of leadership today, which might get a little bit serious at some stage. So I think we should have a bit of fun in the first hour. So yes. one thing that we've been talking about with the ABs is mm-hmm. maybe, you know, getting people in the right seats on the bus and heading in the right direction. And everyone knowing their roles, real simple role clarity, and maybe, you know, what leaders need to to do and maybe those who aren't leaders what they need to do as well but the other thing is that big brother's always listening is oh he's always yeah. listening and i was listening yeah. yesterday when i was driving yeah. down the road to matamata to yeah. do a job after working in the morning to go and do another job Ura. and i and i heard this kiz joe can you play this for us please just just uh, getting it on now, mate. Yeah, we're just uh, getting it going. So just tease it a little bit more, Bez. What was it sort of roughly about? I, I, I thought um, I had... I thought I had a dagger, like a dagger in my back, Bez. <laughs> yeah. Throughout the do you, know, do you remember I, I, I had well? pain. I had a sore back. I had a sore back. I was like, oh, what's that? <laughs> like you've been sniped. You know, Izzy, you know, Izzy yeah. in, in the, um, the last dance, and they talk about... Um, Starts with hard work and ends in champagne. Well, that's that's yep. life in general. And yeah, let's just play this. You know, the answer that I'd like to give you is we're a team here at SCNZ. You know, sometimes each show might, you know, miss a beat here and there. And what I love about our communal organisation is we all lean on each other and really help each other out. So, hey, just think how hard I'd have gone on you if you spent three or four days in Millbrook. That would have been even harder. Oh, uh, so see, look yeah, um, <laughs> it's a really good point, Smithy, because you remember, you got to remember, I'm on the tools here. And I'm, yeah. I'm doing a lot of the, the grunt work at the front of the trench while we've got a couple of... Um, Superstars that are really just sitting out the back like the snipers, and, and that's all right now. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting word, that superstar. Mm. Mm. Izzy, what do you think of that, bro? <sighs> mm. <laughs> I thought I had cramp. I thought I had cramp. <laughs> now I figured it out. And I was like thinking, oh no. And I was like, oh, my back, my ribs, my ribs. Ah, ah. And then I just dropped to the ground. I was like, oh, Louis, stab me in the front, not the back. See, that, see for those who aren't aware, because like, you wouldn't normally hear Louis' voice because he's out the back working feverishly like he should, you know, tracking down guests and pulling all the show together. Well, Izzy and I just 
sort of saunter around. I mean, obviously, Trudy does nothing. Joe does nothing. Kez does nothing. Baz and Izzy do nothing. Louis does it all. But anyway, that was Louis's voice that you heard on the show on Smitty's show yesterday. And as if you oh. needed an ally like Smitty. He was feeding I the mean, beer. I mean, of all people, you're just boys. feeding the beer. Baz, can I have a right of reply here? <laughs> can you give me a right of reply, Baz? Can I, can, I, can I talk you through my thinking? Are you going to give me a chance? Are you going to give me a chance here? Are you going to give me a chance? Do I get a fair trial Come on then. Okay. You guys always talk about not poking the beer with Smithy. You always talk about not poking the beer. So Smithy's come at me yesterday because we, uh, I dropped the ball and I didn't get us to get the uh, quiz question out. So he's come at me pretty hot. And I'm thinking, how do I make navigate this so I don't piss Smithy off so he's anti our show? So what I did is I used my better judgment, knowing he's that my, my no brothers, worries. Baz and Izzy, would happily let me deflect and use our collective because this ship, Baz and Izzy for breakfast, we're solid as. We're like a rock. So if I turned internally, I knew you guys wouldn't care if I deflected internally at us, pokey a little bit of fun. So it was tactical. Definitely tactical, and I thought that you guys would kind of, you know, you'd happily just cop one and... Ora, 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 (laughs) Trudy, 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 mediator, mediator. I was actually sitting in the studio when this conversation happened, because it was leading up to the 11 o'clock news, Louis' normal slot, and I was... It started really well because you talked about the team, and then yeah. Yeah, there was a little bit of. Yeah. But it's all right. It's a bit of fun. I just, I did, I, yeah. I wasn't offended. I but was I, deflecting with banter, boys. Come I, on. I thought you guys would have been out to some <laughs> fancy lunch anyway, and not heard that. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Trudy, Trudy, <laughs> your mediator. Oh, sorry, not Louisator. <laughs> Come on, lads. Starts with hard work, ends in champagne. That's a, that's a and, good quote. I like that. I'm, you're right, Baz. And I'm very, look, I love it. I love doing the shovel work. I really do. Um, <laughs> you know, and the Millbrook thing, it, don't, it did actually didn't bother us at all. Smithy, he was he clearly has hung on to it. He has clearly yeah. not been able to let that one go yet. But, um, yeah, I guess the moral of the story is John Stockton is the answer. So just remember, <laughs> remember that one. <laughs> We're going to talk a lot about leadership um, today, aren't we? Is he? And we're going to talk about yeah, having mate. the right people in the right seats on the bus heading in the right direction. Role clarity is very important in creating teams and ensuring that everyone is very content, as is harmony and cohesion within the group, which we'll get onto later on when we speak to <laughs> not only Mike Hesson, but when we dive a little deeper into a little bit of the Black Caps journey, but also um, there might be some similarities. There may not be, but there might be some similar similarities, get the word out. Which, um, which maybe someone like Ian Foster might be, might just be able to look at. But anyway, we thought that would be a bit of fun, you know, just get the party started, team. Go Have a bit of a laugh on a Wednesday morning. Make sure that you know everyone knows Big Brother's always listening. Hey, hey, I am sorry. Does <laughs> my apology accepted? I didn't. I didn't mean to cause a ruckus on the breakfast show. <laughs> oh, I've got my God. seat, don't worry Second That's from the front, God. just just right up there with my school bag Don't worry <laughs> hey, That's where Fozzie oh, sits Izzy, what do you got on today? <laughs> After this, what do you got on today? Uh, what have I got? Oh, I've got? I've got to do some work for Sky straight after this. So we're just doing our last show, wrapping up the rugby season. And then I'm going to go training, mate. I'm going to go gym. 
get another session in, go work out, and and then mate, and then oh my, oh Daisy's giving me a hell of a job. So we've, <laughs> we've just bought a new <laughs> chainsaw, mate. So I've got to make sure that thing's got oil in it. And don't get get this. This chainsaw's got no. It's not two stroke. Two stroke. It's a battery powered chainsaw, mate. Apparently they're really good. So I've got to go chop up yeah. these sleepers. And uh, Daisy's dad built a greenhouse last week, and um, so I've got to put these sleepers around it, and then I've got to put mulch in it with my neighbour's bobcat. So that'll be me till about three o'clock when the kids get home, and then I'll be straight into probably just jumping in the pool and have a swim with the kids. Yeah, busy day, Baz. Busy day. Gonna be good though. South. Uh, well, I've got um, Paul Patab, a, a um, horse breaker, free trainer, coming in to check out a couple of my horses after the show. Um, work out next step of education for them. Um, I've got a couple of little things I've got to do this afternoon around home as well. Mowed the lawns yesterday. That was quite invigorating. How good is it mowing the lawns, eh? Your Kubota. You know, on your on your ride on. Yeah, well. Have you got a Kubota ride on yet? Or are you still waiting for nah. it to ride down the Hoka? It must be stuck in the in the canals. You could have know. great product have placement just out the back over your left shoulder. I know. Too. Be perfect. We might work on that's that. right there. Louis, can you take care of that for us? We're too busy. Send a wee to Kubota, please, bud. <laughs> <laughs> hey, today's a good day as well because Joe's on board today and he's got full focus because you've just left one of the other jobs, haven't you? And Joe, you've been working, you've been grinding away a couple of jobs and now you've got your simple focus on this one, which is brilliant for us. Yeah, I was uh, Lloyd Butler, but I'm not doing that anymore. I've got time for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, roast oh. day. Love a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very oh. good. Very good. <laughs> I'm looking forward to today's show, though, mate. It's going to be pretty cool talking to Nabba later on. He's um, he is flying, mate, at the moment. Michael McNabb. Mm. He seems to really have Zion, and and uh, he's got a, a nice mount on Saturday, which we'll hopefully get a bit of bully on, which is Tabata. But we'll wait and see um, what he's got to say about her. She'll get in a lightweight and a pretty strong field. But um, we've got the right jockey on board at the moment. So I'm looking forward to chatting to him. We've got a couple of race meetings later, which I think we've got some, maybe get some tips for, try and get everyone paid. That'd be nice. Yeah. That's what they want, Baz. That's what they want. Simon rang up yesterday. Great question. Talking about the All Blacks. And then he ended up, boys, we're going to get paid. Are you going to get us paid again? And that's what they want. The listeners just want a wee lead into a nice wee tip to get them paid. So we'll make sure. I know you've got a couple. You've got a couple. It's just whether we want to share them. Unsure yet. Mm, we will. But maybe tomorrow <laughs> once we're once yeah. we're already on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once we get our odds first <laughs> and then we'll share. Okay. <laughs> nah, all good, bro. All I'm, right. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to chatting to uh, Mike Hesson too, mate, because I know um, it's been a difficult hunting ground uh, for the Black Caps as of late, but Gary Stead, when he's taken over, has uh, steered the ship in the right direction. They've got they've actually got some great away wins too, so they have the right formula and people in the right seats to actually perform overseas. So I'm looking forward to hearing what he says leading into to your leadership, mate, and and seeing 
you getting your thoughts and breaking it on down post that chat with Mike Hesson. So really looking forward to that. But make sure you give us a text. Give us a text on double eight double three, or give us a call on the Kennards Hire phone line to chat to us any day. We've had some good banter to start the morning. We're bazzling <laughs> the way in. Louie, mate, you are working hard, mate. You are working hard. We're just giving a bit of banter. And don't go into your shell. Don't go into your shell. Stand up, chest out. We're on. We're on for Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're back shortly at 6.20 in the morning. Back shortly. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 6.24 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy, Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard Sire phone line 0800 150811. I'm not sure if you can send hugs through the phone line, but if you can, send one to Louie out the back there. We're talking all things sport today here. We're talking a little bit of cricket later on, maybe some leadership stuff. We've got some racing, well, of two different kinds. We've got horsepower and horse flesh with Paul Radisich and also Michael McNabb. So look forward to chatting to them later on. Oh, is he? Is he? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you reckon, brother? Oh, what do you just, think? Is? Look, I was, you know, oh, just got a good bit of banter, good bit of banter. But I actually, I've, I've been looking. I've been clicking on the camera. I've been, I've been looking. At, I've just been looking at Louis' demeanor, and I've been like, oh, he's actually a little bit deflated. And I was like, maybe we should send Trudy over the desk and just give him a hug, Trude. Give him a hug. Come on. Yes, I did, and I'd, it was it was okay. like cuddling a board. He's 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 icy, he's icy, and he's and he's put his hood up on his he's got his hat on his cap and he's put oh. his hood up, and he's like a little turtle. He's gone back. Look, he's oh. Oh. Should we all just get though, along? Should we all just get smile. along? Yeah, I see this. I just, I just I thought I was doing the right thing for the show. I'm, I feel like I've, I've just got this way wrong, you know. I just thought I was doing. I thought I was keeping us together, and I've somehow stuck a. Uh, Don't let Smithy drive a wedge between us, team. Yeah, Come mate. on, and Smithy. That's what he does. That's what Smithy does, mate. He's made you feel vulnerable, and you're like, man, only way I'm going to get out of this is by joining them, joining them, and putting a dagger into Dagger and Bazza. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, 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 don't do that. Oh, dear. Stay true. <laughs> Come Mate, on, I'm guys. the one that's gone on the temper and tried to act like I was Smithy, so I can understand why he hates my guts, but that's okay. Don't join him. <laughs> I get on all right with him. It's just you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Millbrook was nice, though, generational eh? thing. It was real nice. <laughs> yeah. No, Millbrook was good. It was lovely. At least we got the opportunity hey, down there. We yes, did. we did, mate. We got real tight. Hey, um, quickly, just just heading into uh, the Ashes, mate, with Australia. There's been a lot going on over there. They still hit. They still got a chance with all this uh, adversity that's happening within Australian cricket. They, you know, what's going to happen with this Ashes, mate? They still going to be held, be able to hold it together and put on a good performance. Yeah, it's not a bad question, but I think first things first, the um, captaincy situation, obviously with Tim Payne standing mm. down, which I see overnight. Crikey, Cricket Tasmania have come out and yeah. s- Cricket Australia for their handling of the whole situation and effectively said that they coerced Tim Payne into, stand, into making that decision to stand down, mm. which is pretty strong words from, from uh, an organisation which sits beneath... Um, Cricket Australia and a lot of their funding is given to them by Cricket Australia and and in fact their um, uh, their 
uh, scheduling is determined by Cricket Australia. It's a real shot at that um, mm. at the the organisation that is that is Cricket Australia. So that's going to be fascinating how that plays out over the coming days. Um, but what is done is done, and Tim Payne won't be captain of Australia. I think there was talk of maybe Steve Smith making a comeback. Um, but look, I think um, I think they'll go to Pat Cummins, which will be fascinating yeah. in itself. He hasn't got a lot of captaincy mm. experience under his belt. He's a wonderful bloke. He's got a good read on the game, and he's very well liked within the environment. Yeah. Does that make a great captain? Uh, not necessarily. Is he? Is he? Mm firm enough when he needs to be. That's mm. something which remains to be seen. Will they gal- will it galvanise the unit um, leading into a, uh, on the cusp of an Ashes series? I don't think the unit needed galvanised leading into it. So it may, if anything, be a distraction rather than a uniting um, of, of that setup. So it's a real watch of space. Put it this way, until this four uh, uh, unfolded over the last week, I would have said that Cricket Australia were very strong favourites, the Australian side, over mm. England. Now, I think England's just probably sitting there watching and saying nothing and enjoying the scandal which is unfolding. Yeah. Interesting, mate. Interesting, mate. That's, that's crazy, eh? Like, if, if one of the Blues or, or the Hurricanes came out and sprayed the NZR or did something like that, man, they'll be gone. It just shows the power in Australia and cricket. It's the same with politics, mate, how all the states are all individually governed and everyone's on their own agenda. It's, it's fascinating, eh? It's fascinating how they can go about that. And I, I read that Tasmanian, which Louis sent through. So well done, Louis, sending that through to Baz <laughs> and Izzy and the lads group with Trudy in it. So uh, well done there, mate. Good, 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 good grab, mate. Good get. Anyway, uh, that's enough from us. We'll come back shortly with some Love Racing NZ updates from Louis. But right now, it's time for Trudy and the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We are 28 minutes away from 7am this morning, 24th of November. Gee, we are getting dangerously close to Christmas, aren't we, Izzy? It is, well, mm. We're only a month out, and uh, Christmas trees will be prematurely being put up everywhere all around the country. Lads, a bit of love racing for you. Loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing news, reviews, previews, the whole lot, fields. And today I'm just checking. Don't have an update on the Todonga track. It was a dead four. So really nice weather, obviously, down that part of the world yesterday afternoon. So it should be racing pretty fair today. And it's a nice Wednesday card, an industry day, ahead of a big meet at Otaki tomorrow where there are listed group, there are listed races and some really nice prize money on offerings. So today at Todonga, though, there's plenty of chances, big even fields, and one that has been moved in the market probably the most on the card as far as I can tell is race number seven, the Dynasty Holtz Eves Waihee 2100, and there's a horse here called Vulture Street. Michael McNabb does the riding, so we can ask Nabber about Vulture Street when he comes on just after 8.40. Opened at $6, oh. been punched into 4.20. Now, David Green, who won or quinella the County's Cup with Justin Mays uh, on Saturday, his stable 
is hit a patch of form and bears and as you guys will both know this sometimes stables just start flying they go really well and what you want to do is you want to find that hot stable and back them in because whatever reason the training regime they're happy horses the food is going down well and usually if one or two horses or three or four horses are happy in a barn a lot of them are so vulture street They've nailed a couple of plungers already this uh, summer, the green stable, so that could be one to follow. And they're a really strong Tiakau hand to play, especially at the start of the card. And Michael McNabb, as I said, we've got him on later. He's doing a bit of riding for Jamie Richards at the moment, so um, we can ask him how he's going and, and if he likes any of those because they've got a big team in across the 10 races at Tauranga today. Excited for some racing, Baz. Yeah, mate, Vulture Street I'm looking forward to, actually. I reckon Nabbit, well, he's always straight up and honest in his assessment of horses and his chances, so look forward to hearing from him about that. But I'm on Vulture Street on the back of that, that plunge. Ooh. Interesting what you mentioned there about um, about how stables, when they get in form, they do hold their form. And I'm, I wonder how much of it is to do with, say, the feed regime, but also like the horses and the confidence they get off one another or is it the trainers and the staff that their team's going well so they're nice and relaxed and so therefore they're able to to just treat the animals with that real sort of calm demeanor i wonder if that's a question for a trainer when we get mm. someone else on there maybe a jamie richards or a lance o'sullivan or or a graham richardson steve marsh those sorts of guys when we get them on next time around but it is an interesting point that when stables start firing, they do just keep firing, don't they? I suppose it's no different to, to sporting teams or organisations. Once you feel a bit of form, you, you kind of hold it, don't you? It's well, what about a, a, you know, like a smaller stable? Like a smaller stable where you can have that one-on-one -on -one care with a horse and probably put a bit more time into that horse, you know? Obviously, Chris Waller, you think of the big, the big guns, Jane Richards, they've got a lot of horses. Can you get that genuine one-on-one -on -one work with these horses? Is that a key factor as well for it? You know, like it's it's fascinating how these big stables, when they've got so many horses, are able to get so much success when they're constantly having, you know, five minutes here, ten minutes here. You know, I don't know how long they have with these horses, but it'll be a great question to to actually put forward to these these guys, mate. And you've been in the game for a while. What you know, what would your take be on on that kind of situation when you have so many horses? I think some horses certainly respond to smaller stables, mate. They, uh, particularly if they've mm. come off smaller farms, so they're used to that sort of one-on-one -on -one kind of attention that that you get from, you know, uh, from only having a couple of horses on a farm. You get the owners coming up and sort of constantly patting them and spending time with them. Whereas horses maybe that come from the bigger farms are used to running in mobs and and they they used to just yeah. being able to yeah. um, operate on their own and and they know that on clock clock hour, you know, they're going to get fed at this time. They're going to get brushed at this time. They're going to get rugged at this time. So so some horses respond to small stables, and I think some respond to big stables. Hong Kong, for instance, they don't even, um, you don't have a life outside of stable life. So you don't get the opportunity to go and spend any time in a paddock. You have to deal in a very small um, stable stable block, and some horses it just doesn't suit. Um, I think those big trainers, mm. a lot of them, they do it by time as well, like sectionals, yeah. the ability mm. for horses to run time. They they test them for bloods and um, and their DNA to work out exactly what type of horse and distance they, they're going to prefer to. And some of those big stables operate like that. The lesser stables, maybe mm. they rely, well, the smaller stables rely a bit more on horsemanship and and um, and kind of 
just that that affiliation with the with the horse. So it is fascinating, though. I'm not sure why I'm explaining mm. it. Though. I don't. I'm no horseman, but you sort of know enough about the uh, the more than me, the, mate. Um, the game. Oh, I'm just a horse farmer, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, and I'm a cow yeah. farmer, mate. Cattle. <laughs> and they're, out, they're out there milling away. Yeah, good. Lots of grass out there. Yeah. What do we got coming up? <laughs> you know what we got coming 6.38 up. 6.38 in the morning. Bezzer. We know what's coming up. There's Quizzy Dag. Take on the Is Master and you can win yourself a $50 bonus bet with TAB. Load it up on Vulture today and you will get paid at 420 Call now, 0800-150811. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a bass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies, cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811, now give it a go. Yes, it is. It's that time of the morning, and we've got a great bus filled with some great callers. And we need everyone on the team to stay tight. If I've learnt anything in the last 24 hours, Louie, trust your pig. Trust your pig, Louie. Trust the pig. And, well, there's a few piggies on the bus. Here they are. And they're playing Quizzy Dag. So trust your pig, boys and girls. Here we go. It's time for Quizzy Dag. we got Brenton from Auckland. Good morning, pig. Morning, brother. How are you, brother? <laughs> oh, not bad, mate. Not bad that I've been called, called a pig. I tr- trust That's an pig, endearing. Mate. I trust you. It's an endearing. You're part, you're, part of our, you're part of our team, mate. You're a constant caller, so you're in the you're trusting my pig here. Here we go. Here we yeah, go, Brent. Question. <laughs> Question number one, bro. Colin Munro will play in the Big Bash League for which team? Uh, that would be Perth. Is it Perth? Yes, Brenton. Good start, brother. Here we go. Question number two. The Breakers' preseason has been suspended due to COVID-19. Who hit a game-winning bank shot in their last preseason battle against Melbourne? Oh. I don't know that one, boys. I can't. Can't think of the team at the moment. Can't think of one name. Oh, I'm good, mate. Thanks very much, Brenton. We're going to go to David. Good morning, David. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, David. How are you, bud? It's a great day in Christchurch today. It's a beautiful morning, isn't it? Oh, it's going to be a cracking day. Cracking day. Here we go, mate. Let's make your day even better. The Breakers preseason has been suspended due to COVID-19. Who hit the winning bank shot in their last preseason battle against Melbourne? Not too sure. I'll go for Abercrombie. No. No. Sorry, David. Have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Callum from West Auckland. Good morning, Callum. 
Morning, buddy. How you going? I'm going good, mate. Who hit the winning bank shot in their last preseason battle against Melbourne? Was it Delaney? Finn Delaney? Yeah, nice. Yes, yes, Finn Delaney. Here we go. Well done, mate. Question number three. What injury did Martin Guptill play through in the T20 World Cup? Broken toe. Yes, big boy. Now, broken big toe. Broken big toe. Here we go. Question number four. Oni Paran represented New Zealand in which sport? What's his name? Oni, Oni Paran. Oni Paran. Oni Perrin. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a tennis player. He's a tennis player. Oh. Well done. Well done. Question number five. What was the last game of competitive cricket Ross Taylor played in? The, um, the test, World Test Championship final. <laughs> bang, 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 Callum. How good. Yeah, it was a good one too. Yes. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a tough question. Could have been a Plunkett game in there somewhere or something yeah, like that, mate. So well done. Congratulations. Yeah. Race seven, mate. Number six, Vulture Street. $50 TAB voucher. Voucher. Chuck it on that, mate. How's that sound? All right, yes. All right, brother. Have a cracking day, mate. Back to you, Baz. Yeah, good work. Callum, good work. Is that was Quizzy Dag. If you're not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. Remember, after 8 o'clock this morning, we're putting the spotlight on SENZ's Wellington frequency there in the capital. It is 7.11 a.m. And we're giving you the chance to win 711 bucks with Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. All you have to do is get 10 questions right and you could nab yourself full seven hundred and eleven dollars would feel that, that be lovely oh that would be lovely there's 659 here in the morning on baz nizzy for breakfast on snz coming up soon we have trudy's world yeah good morning you're listening to baz and izzy for breakfast on snz it is 654 here on baz and izzy for breakfast give us a call anytime on the kennard's high Phone line 0800 150 811. We would love to chat to you. But right now, we're going to go to the Peacemaker. It's time for Trudy's World. It's 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 Trudy's World. Thanks, Izzy. Yeah, it's uh, been a little bit icy in the studio this morning, so let's move on and go one month today till Christmas Eve. One month today till Christmas Eve, so let's play the best Christmas song ever. Oh, here we go. Ooh, Mariah Carey special. That's it. Great, there you go. great movie, just to get you in the mo- Do you like this movie? Yeah, love the movie, love oh. Mariah. And just thought I'd get us all in the vibe. Hey, let's focus on words today instead of texts like yesterday. Uh, Oxford Dictionaries have announced the children's word of the year for 2021. And the word that everyone loves the most amongst kids, globe over, is the word power. 
The word power has taken the crown from the 2020 word winner, which was virus, and other shortlisted candidates for word of the year were, we should use these this morning, love, kindness, humanity, environment, mm. and somewhat off topic, um, the word dragon. But the word of the year is power. Um, and what about some cricket stat oh. chat this morning? If India beat New Zealand by 2-0 in the upcoming test series, India will then become the number one test team in the world in ICC rankings. I saw that stat yesterday and thought it was worth sharing. So, yeah, that, it all starts tomorrow, right? Is that the, yeah. Um, and a bit of a tip of the cricket cap this morning to um, Marty Gupta, or Guppy they call him. I didn't know until Kez told me a couple of weeks ago that he's also known as Marty Two Toes because he's lost three toes as a teenager and a, um, a forklift fell on his foot. And so I did not know that at all. So him playing this whole T20 World Cup and the Test Series against India with a broken big toe on the foot that he lost Mm. the toes on, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, that's pretty Mm. incredible. Um, More importantly, pillow fighting. Um, That is a sport, apparently. Pillow fighting championships. Uh, They are set to hold their first ever live (laughs) pay-per-view. It's going to be quite popular, (laughs) isn't it? With the yeah pay per view event and it's early next year so pillow fighting. Have you heard of pillow Pretty fighting? Louis just not only fighting. Keep, what's that? Few, few few pillow fights in your family. We used to have them all the time. I used to get smoked from my brothers. Yeah, I've got three boys and there is pillow fighting. It's mainly the ones on the sofa. You know how you have it's trendy to have lots of sofa yeah. cushions. Mm. They, they just end up everywhere. The animal print ones are nearly broken. I keep looking over to Louie <laughs> to get some feedback about the pillow fight. It's just, no, nah, you just, no, nah, no. Nah. Nah. Oh, he's, he's sulking. He's sulking a little bit. Hey, how's about that, that uh, word power? Yeah. I know we brought up a good um, saying before about starts with hard work, ends in champagne. There's another good saying around power, that if you have power, then those want to take it from you. People will always want to take it from you. There you go. There's another good saying. Give us a, give us some good sayings. Ooh. I've got a couple There's, to come later on in the mm. in the day as well. Are you yeah. still watching Succession, bro? That's what I was thinking yep. about when Trudy said. <coughs> excuse me. When Trudy said power, I was thinking about Succession. So the, the episodes come out Monday night, and I just think they're hitting like a it's hitting a point in Succession where it's like palpable the power struggle, and that's kind of like the whole basis of the show. But that's what I was thinking about. Nice. Yep. Um, and I don't know. I think who I need to watch this succession. I think so too. Sorry, sorry, Trudy. No, no, no. I was just going to say, did you guys hear about the guy in sales upstairs whose um, his wife is leaving him due to his obsession with Star Wars? You heard about the dude? That dude? Uh-huh. Literally yeah. leaving him because he's obsessed with Star Wars. And I just said, hey, don't worry, may divorce be with you. <laughs> Does, I'm trying to get a smile on Louis' face. I'm trying to get a smile. No. Oh, Trudy, I'm uh, so gullible. I was like, oh, who is it? Which one? Which one up there? I'm even bringing out the dad jokes. What is there? I've got, I've got, oh, I've got the smile. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm just now. I'm just whatever I do, I'm going to be accused of sulking. So like, uh, it's like a lose, lose, lose situation. There's no way. So you just got to ride it out. I'm going to go and buy a big uh, fluffy pig. It seems retail is open at all. I'm going to go to the to farmers and buy a big fluffy pink pig and bring it for you for work yeah, for tomorrow. Thanks. Trust that your pig. That's perfect. Trust <laughs> your pig. Yeah. Uh, what about Good another work, couple Charlie. of those sayings? Give us some of them on double eight, double three. Your favourite sayings. There's another one in the midst of chaos. There is opportunity. So it all sits in front of us right in the next hour when we've got Mike Hesson coming up. Then we're going to talk some leadership, some black caps, and maybe even some symmetry with what the All Blacks are going through at the moment. That was very good from you, Trudy. Thank you very much. Much appreciated efforts to try and raise the temperature up there in the studio in Auckland. We'll 
deal with it in the next hour. But it's good to have everyone, everyone here together here on SCNZ and Baz and Izzy for breakfast in the mornings. We're craving them at cafe about now. So we're going to cross over to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Wednesday, the 24th of November. It's just after 7 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks, Trudy, for a wee news update. Great to get updates from what's happening around the globe. Appreciate that. Uh, make, make sure you stay tuned. We've got Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. The spotlight is on our Wellington frequency, 7.11 a.m. Ten questions, and you could walk away with $711. How good would that be? Just after 8 o'clock, make sure you give us a call. We're going to pick in one of those callers. They're going to have a chance to win that $711. The first question, question number one, which NBA player has the record for the most assists in history? The answer is John Stockton. John Stockton. So make sure you stay tuned, and then after 8 o'clock hour, you're going to have a chance to win that. What now we got coming up? We're going to talk a lot of cricket. Baz will get into the nitty-gritty things with the Black Caps leadership, the right people in the right seats on the bus. The Black Caps have had the right formula as of late. Maybe other New Zealand sports teams can take some of these nuggets on board. So looking forward to Baz delving into that a little bit more. And, well, it's time to throw to my good friend Baz McCullum as we intro our very, very special guest who's on the line now, Baz. Thank you very much, As Yes, we have Mike Hesson on the line for our Razine and Black Caps update. We're talking all things cricket. Louis. That's six more. That's beautifully timed. He absolutely pummeled that. Baz and Izzy are talking cricket. Thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. Well, the Black Caps, they got a big task on their hands starting tomorrow evening when they take on India in a two-test series in the very, very tricky subcontinent conditions of India. The full squad has only had a couple of days together to get set after a heavy T20 schedule. And we have, luckily enough, we have our good man, former coach of the side, and a man who knows how difficult the task is at hand for this current Black Caps setup, but also is a very adept at being able to work out sporting environments and work out how to get the right people in the right seats on the bus and heading in the right direction. It's my good friend Mike Hesson. Good morning, Hess. Good morning, Baz. How are you today? Very good. Welcome home, mate. Welcome home. I was a bit worried you were going to get stuck over in the UAE for the remainder of the calendar year. Yeah, I was starting to plan a uh, Christmas brunch on a, on a rooftop in Dubai there for a while. But, uh, but managed to find a spot <laughs> home in my seventh attempt. <laughs> oh, so you, you're out of MIQ now or are you still there, mate? Oh, I'm out of MIQ, but I'm in home isolation at the moment. So I've got one more day to go at my last test um, this morning. And then, uh, yeah, just wait for the result and then I'm out. Oh, very good. Oh, we look forward to catching up with you, mate. And look forward to you being able yeah. to get down to the beautiful beaches of St. Clair as you wander down the hill from your very flash pad up on the hill. So uh, good luck with yeah. that, mate. I'm looking sure you're looking to... forward to a coffee. <laughs> hey, mate, um, we, we've been talking quite a bit about um, leadership and stuff over the last couple of days, obviously in Foster and, and the All Blacks environment. We'll, we'll get on to a little bit of that with you soon about some of your takes on 
on uh, on that, and maybe even what they might be able to to be able to pick up on. But first and foremost, mate, the Black Caps. They've been superb of late, the last few years in particular, and what they've been able to tick off. But this task at hand against India in Test cricket in their own conditions, does it get any bigger? Does it get any harder? Look, I don't think it does. I think India will have, uh, you know, the majority of their big guns back, especially for Indian conditions. I mean, if you got even if you just got Ashwin and Jadeja as your bowling attack, um, and after day one, and possibly even on day one, it's going to be a heck of a challenge. And I think you can sort of disregard a lot of the other results. I mean, this is a completely different challenge um, in terms of having to face those guys, having not played a lot of first-class cricket um, and potentially even up to 12 months for some people. Um, you know, it's going to be difficult. No practice matches. Um, it's going to be a heck of a challenge. But we're certainly going to rely on a bit of that experienced um, batting into Williamson, Taylor, Latham, Nichols. And I think just in those mm. four, there's plenty of experience to, to hopefully uh, pass on to the rest of the crew. Hey mate, you've been in the forefront with the Black Caps for for a while now. Gary Stead's taken over. What what would what would be the key messages heading into this tough tour where we haven't had success since 1988? So it's a very long time. What would you be? What would be the key messages you'd be trying to deliver to the boys in the Black Caps? Well, I think it's probably about not getting too far ahead of yourself. I think that um, mm. you know test matches over in India can actually change really quickly. So you've actually got to just stay in the game for as long as you can. So Rather than um, thinking about the end result too much, just just sort of dealing with each compartmentalised session. You know, probably even an hour. Um, you know, if you can get through a certain spell from a, a bowler at a certain time and get them to bring back a quick, um, you know, then you're sort of winning those small battles. So I think it's about uh, that sustained pressure over long periods of time and, and actually be willing to have to really scrap for a result, which you know you're going to have to do over a long period of time. But realising that it can change real quick either way. So. Just hanging in there and, um, as I said, not being too far ahead of yourself. Mm. Hey, yes, mate. I think, I mean, if they were able to scale this mountain, it's quite a remarkable achievement, no doubt. But you must look back on, you know, the time that you, since, well, obviously pr- proud of what you were able to achieve when you were coach, but since you've left the side, what they've, what they've been able to achieve under steady, you must look at that with just an immense amount of pride and, and satisfaction that, that you played such a big role in that. Oh, look, I, you know, I tune in for every Black Caps game and, and are a hugely proud supporter and, um, you know, everything the team achieves. Because you know, you know, Baz, how much work they put in behind the scenes. You know, it's not a, it's not a, um, it's not luck. You know, it's, it's happened over quite a period of time where they've been able to grow that group and all the leaders in the group are, are grown and, they, and they're sort of heading in the same direction, which, which sounds quite cliche and easy, but as you know, it's pretty difficult to achieve, you know, when you've got, you know, a lot of people with, um, you know, you can be caught up in your own little space in international cricket and sort of worry about yourself a bit at times, but it's a pretty cool place when you've got a group of, of players and support staff, you know, all genuinely heading in the same direction and that, you know, that takes work and effort and I think this team have that and, and, and obviously Kane's a huge part in that, but I think you'd be the first to recognise that, you know, like the Saudi and, um, you know, so many more, BJ Watling when he was there, um, you know, this Tom Latham, there's so many guys in that group, you know, Ross, um, you know, Bolte's now you're becoming a leader. I mean, there's so many guys that have been there now for so long that are pulling that group together. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a nice place to, to be and as a supporter, um, you know, which I am now and, and, you know, you are now, it's um it's a pretty cool place to be. 
mate, t- talk to us about transitioning from T20 cricket to Test cricket and talk about all the formats. We're not o- only been good at Test cricket as of late, but ODIs, we made the final in, 09 to, in 2019, then we've just missed out on the T20 World Cup final, and then we're going up to Test cricket. How, is, how hard is the transition when you're going from all these different formats, and how are the Black Caps able to transition effortlessly from the outside looking in? Well, I think it's just that in each format, they've got a really good core group of players. Um, and as I said, you can kind of compartmentalise it and um, and actually rely on those players in many ways to, to share the message in terms of what I get. Look, guys, we've sort of we've parked that part. Now we're um, now we're going to come together and uh, obviously focus on the next group. What are some of the key objectives we're trying to trying to achieve? Become a little bit, um, yeah. As I said, just <coughs> just just be able to park whether it be a poor result or a good result really quickly. Um, and you can only do that if, as I said, with a bit of experience and, and some leaders in that group. Um, and I think we've got a bit of talent too. I think that's something that you can't <laughs> you can't. Forget that we've actually got some damn good players across all formats. Um, I think Test cricket would have probably got our most depth at the moment um, across the three, but um, yeah, we've actually got some damn good individuals and uh, who can win a game on their own, but but they're not in terms of they're actually all playing together. Um, and I think that's you know that's pretty damn important. I also think they've planned pretty well in terms of giving guys breaks. Uh, I think the ability to front up. You know, and put in a heck of a performance in all three formats. You know, every day of the year is just impossible. So I think they've been able to relieve people of some, some of that in terms of saying, hey, you're just going to play Test cricket, or you're just going to play, you know, maybe two formats. Um, you take a pretty special player to, to go across all three at the moment. We're talking to former Black Caps coach and now head of cricket over there at uh, RCB in the IPL um, league, Mike Hesson. Hey, um. Yes, there's there's been a bit of a um, push from New Zealand cricket just recently, which you'll be well aware of and no doubt a contributor to, about trying to somehow document or dossier the exact rise, I guess, of the Black Caps so that they may be able to pass it on to, to other sporting or, or in fact, business organisations. Have you, firstly, been a part of that? And, and secondly, um, some of the information you passed on without giving away too much... Um, would you be able to just <laughs> uh, maybe explain a little bit of a little bit of that for us? Yeah, look, like I have been part of the uh, the process. I sort of had a, an interview with um, you know with Don uh, a couple of months ago while I was in uh, in Dubai. Look, I think um, I think you've got to be careful about sort of cross pollinating into different sports or businesses like everything. I think it's more about um, understanding your environment and actually spending some mm. time doing that um, rather than thinking you can you can apply you know your practice or your theory seamlessly into another organization because um, I think the I think the biggest part of transition as I said is actually completely understanding who you're dealing with um, the problem of that group and then trying to come up with a plan around how you're gonna uh, how you're gonna apply the way you think it's going to work in that environment you know if you just try and pick up your plan and try and transition it you know, and, and amongst another team, even in the same sport, is challenging, let alone across sports. So, uh, I mean, there are obviously some fundamentals in terms of, um, you know, being really clear around, you know, what are the parameters you want that team to operate in and who are the types of characters you want in the group and what are some of the values that you want to apply. Um, but I think you just got to, you do actually have to take the time to, 
talk to the right people and find out um, what the group and what the environment requires. What about um, what about some of your um, support acts or, or the support staff? Do you need complementary skills or or um, everyone the same as as preferable? Well, I think we know that answer. But... Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I think you've actually got to be you've got to be sort of a bit bigger than yourself in many respects. But when you're appointing support staff, I, I think the last thing you want are people that just um, tell you that what you want to hear. I think if you do that, then um, you're sort of selling the group short. So I always think when you're putting a support staff together, um, you know, it's important to get a real cross-section of, of people um, and also people that, that have different spheres of influence. Um, and I mean by that, you know, I think no matter how good a coach you are or manager or whatever, you, you don't actually get your message across to everyone in a large group. Um, so it's a matter of, of having a real variety of skills across your group um, whether that be you know coaches, but also off the park, that can actually deliver a message and and be a support network for every one of your players. Um, you know you can't do that yourself, and if you you think you can, then you're actually the wrong man for the job anyway. So um, I think you know it's more that that combination of people that is just so critical. Hey, man, one thing I've noticed that's great great answer there, Hess. But one thing I've noticed about the Black Caps is is their ability to keep. The older players, the the Ross Taylors, the Kane Williamsons, at the height of the the peak of their performance every single time. I think at the moment, with with other organisations, I find like some of the the more experienced players are probably struggling to find a bit of form or stay stimulated in those environments. What what would be your key to keep the guys that have been around for such a long period of time and had so much success? What would be your key thing or key? things you'll try and point to to keep those guys stimulated and motivated to go out there and perform? Yeah, I think it's about having a conversation with them and saying, look, you know, mm. we know you've been a great player um, up until now, but mm. you know, how can you continue to contribute and and actually get them to come along for the ride too? Like, like what, what do we need from you? But probably equally as importantly, what do you need from us in terms of keeping you mm. stimulated, making sure that you put the work in behind the scenes so that when you do play, you're you are the best sort of version of yourself. And um, I think that's a two-way thing. I think that, you know, yeah. the player also needs to know that they're valued and that, they're, um, you know, what they've got a whole heap of experience and skill that they want to pass on. And if they're just seen as a, you know, in our sport of numbers and, you know, a runs and wickets thing, then, of course, their interest mm-hmm. will wane from time to time. Um, whereas if they realise yeah. they're, they're part of that transition and the fact they, they've got to keep their standards up until the time they decide to, you know, retire, um, then adding value. Whereas if you're just hanging mm. on for a, to clip the ticket um, <laughs> and you're not willing to offer or contribute, then, you know, potentially we're, you know, we're best moving on as well. So I think those conversations are critical. Mm. Yeah, spot on, mate. We're going to let you go in a minute. But just, just quickly, mate, so you get out of MIQ tomorrow or out of home isolation and then what you've got, you got nothing until maybe the IPL auction, or what else is going on in, in your life, mate? What what do you got over the next few months? Yeah, it's a good question, Ben. I think, um, as you know, with the <laughs> IPL, there's, there's a whole lot of different pressure points, I guess, throughout the year, and um, you know whether it be obviously retention of players and then heading up to an auction. Um, there's also a few issues around trying to get an MIQ spot, or whether the MIQ is going to finish, um, so whether we can actually you know, carry on our jobs overseas or not. So there's a bit of 
drama around that. But I'm sort of involved in a couple of startups, um, which I'm really enjoying. Don't know a heck of a lot about them in terms of, you know, the actual in, <laughs> ins and outs of the business, but love sort of talking about leadership and how, how it can help grow, you know, grow the business. Um, do a bit of work for Sky Sports. Um, obviously, lucky enough to be involved in the, the series at the moment with, with the Black Caps. It sort of keeps you, keeps you involved. Uh, yeah, a couple of girls and a, and a dog. So, yeah, it's plenty of work to do. Oh, yeah, well, so with the, I, yeah. with the IPL auction then obviously the retention of players comes out um, as a fellow coach in the IPL auction what uh, what, what players yeah. are you retaining <laughs> <laughs> I can't ask that <laughs> <laughs> well you've lost yeah, A.B. De Villiers anyway jeepers that was a big one yeah oh man that was a huge one it was a big week for, for all of us really um but I guess, I mean, you know, AB, um, you know, really well. I haven't played with them and against them for a while. And um, he's just he's just a champion bloke on and off the park. And um, obviously he's a genius with the bat and will be sorely missed. But he's one of those guys that when he makes up, um, you know, when he talks about family and how it's important to him and, and you know, what's going on in, in South Africa and the fact he wants to spend time there, then, you know, you've... You got to respect that, and he, you know, he didn't come to that decision lightly. Um, you know, we would have loved to have him back, no doubt about that, and we're all going to miss him. But we're sort of respectful that, mate, he's put in some pretty damn good years, and when the fire burns out and he wants to, doesn't quite think he can be the best in the world, then he's, you know, you see, it's times enough. So yeah, you've got to respect that, haven't you? And not saying I didn't try and twist his arm a little bit, but um, <laughs> definitely, uh, you know, he definitely, man, deserves to, to enjoy his retirement. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, very, very best of luck, mate. Look forward to uh, to duelling again out on the uh, the fields of the IPL in uh, in time, or duelling at the auction first of all, and then in, on the field in time. But uh, it's been great to catch up with you, mate. Really appreciate your insights, and not just on on cricket, mate, but on all things sort of high performance and structures and team environments and that as well. And we wish you all the best for your time back home, mate. And uh, thanks heaps for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Jesus. Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate the chat and look forward to um, you know, having a glass of wine in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, yeah. too right. <laughs> that was Mike Kesson, former Black Caps coach and now director of cricket at RCB over there in the IPL competition. That was our cricket catch-up with Razine. Colour Shops, your paint, stain, colour and decorating experts. It is 7.21 in the morning here on Baz Nizzi for breakfast. We've got plenty more coming up. And we're going to talk a little bit more cricket and maybe just a little bit more leadership stuff and even team structures and environments. So that was Mike Kesson who joins us, who joined us. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Make sure you give us a call on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 150 Great to chat to Mike Hesson. Gave us some absolute nuggets in that little interview. So Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, remember, at 8 o'clock, 8 a.m., we're putting the spotlight on SENZ's, SENZ's Wellington Frequency, 7.11 a.m., giving you the chance to win 711 big ones. With Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies, all you have to do is get 10 questions right for the whole cigar. So that is after 8 o'clock. But right now, what an interview with Mike Hesson. He was absolutely outstanding. Mike Hesson, Baz McCullum. Two polar opposites, Baz, two polar opposites, but how 
did you guys make it work, mate? Oh, mate, that, that's the exact thing, I reckon. Like You've picked up on that beautifully. We are polar opposites in terms of how we, uh, I guess, view the world, how we live our lives, um, and kind of how we structure things as well. I think you've you heard there, Mike is is very detailed. He's um, He's got a real understanding of, of environments and how to piece people together through structure and and um, and I'm probably a little bit more sort of say la vie let's go let's get over the wall and mm. and we'll see what's on the other side but I'll come with you in fact I'll I'll jump over there first type thing and I guess that as a captain was a really complimentary skill of Mike as a coach and I think that's probably yep. why we we work well together as um, he mentioned that that term that you've got to be bigger than yourself as a coach and I think he realized that mm. That he could provide the framework behind the scenes, but he needed um, a leader who was going to be able to try and um, grab the guys out on the field and be able to sort of head towards the danger. And I think that kind of complementary skill aspect was something which which allowed us to to try and provide an environment which gave the guys a sense of uh, loyalty, freedom, and and safety, so they could go towards what they were trying to ultimately achieve or what we were trying to ultimately achieve. I know sort of earlier on today, and Jess sort of mentioned that starts with hard work, ends in champagne, but that's kind of like a, you know, that was what we were, for us, we needed to work hard knowing that if we did, and we were able to get some cohesion and and, um, yep. uh, and togetherness amongst the group, then we were going to be able to achieve some special things, but we knew we had to put some work in. I'll dive a little bit deeper into that. Um, after the news as well and, and Love trying it, to give you some, some real sort of insights into into I think we've heard what Mike's um, philosophy is there um, and I'll try and give you a little bit more of my kind of philosophy which is a bit more um, which is just a little bit different and I'm sure you'll sort of understand um, how we work well together and whether that can cross over to other sports or other environments and I'm not really sure um, but hopefully we'll be able to, to just open a little bit of of what happened back in the black caps and and uh during our time so looking forward to that mate um nice we'll mate. see it might be completely rubbish as well and you, and you might go no. what what is that you guys no. just got lucky no way <laughs> no but i'm sure we'll, i feel I'm sure i we'll feel the cricketers have got the right formula going at the moment you've got the perfect balance across the field and you've got a guy that's got a direction game plan but then you've got people in there that don't mind taking risks. So you've got all bases covered. And I feel like it's the key to a bit of success. So, no, nah, well done, mate. All right. Well, let's come back with that shortly, eh? And give us a text, double eight double three oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven, the Kennard's High phone line. If you would like to give us a chat and talk about Mike Hesson and, and maybe talk about that Black Caps environment or what he was able to explain to us. For now, though, it is 7.30 in the morning. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're 28 minutes away, or 27 minutes away now from 8 o'clock. And there's some live sport going on, lads. The Champions League this morning is full steam ahead. Bayern Munich are up 2-0 against Dynamo Kiev right now. And Manchester United are locked nil all with Villa Ray all after 9am. We've got Chelsea, Juventus, Barcelona, Benfica, Sevilla, Wolfsburg, 
and plenty more. Yeah, Malmo's in it. So some great Champions League games today for all the football fans out there. Rob Carney, Kearney Carney, is retiring. You guys had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. It was an awesome listen. Well, he's playing one last game for the Barbarians, which has been a dream of his. And after 95 caps for Ireland, is retiring. 15 years at Leinster. What an absolute innings that is. And the Black Caps, sticking with cricket, well, they've only had the two days as a full squad in Camper to prepare. prepare for this test. So Kyle Jamison and Kane Williamson joined them when they sat out the T20 series, the test side, but now Daryl Mitchell, Glenn Phillips, Mitch Santner and Tim Southey are all on deck so they've only had two days as a team, but as Mike Hesson said what they've found, great question is he going for, asking about format to format he kind of led in with the answer uh, Baz, that it's about the core players in each format and they kind of help pick up where the other players left off. So it's almost like player driven and across those formats and that's how coaches and, and the cohesion stays which is really interesting to hear from Hess so I'm um, fascinated to hear more about that Baz Yeah that's right mate which is a fascinating comment as well because Mike's probably a bit more um, I'd say he's more high performance sort of structure but to him talk, hear him talk about team spirit and the cohesion across those formats is, is a really interesting development there as well so Look, I said just before the break about um, how it would sort of go into a little bit of the story. I guess what what kind of got me started on this on this train of thought, lads, was was the All Black scenario and Ian Foster. And I sort of kept thinking, well, mm. everyone's saying Foster or Robertson. Foster's not going anywhere. Okay, New Zealand rugby's already no. said he's here. He's through to the World Cup. So then I started sort of thinking, well, what is it that he could maybe try and um, bring into uh, that setup, which might be able to just ignite the fire. Okay, and, and so then I sort of started thinking back to the Black Caps journey. Now, when Hess put me in as captain, um, as we got bowled out for 45 in my first ever game as captain. Okay, and I said again earlier, in the midst of chaos, there is opportunity. Well, there is. And that was, for us, it was an opportunity for to be able to strip everything back and say, we are not a very good cricket team right at this point in time. We're walking around like we are, but we're not a very yeah, good cricket yeah. team right at this point in time. Time. So what do we have to do to be able to get to the point where we're respected and delivering on the international stage day in, day out? So we had to be honest with one another. We had to be honest with ourselves. And one of the big things was that um, we were we got away from what Kiwis were about. And we wanted to be a, a strong representation of what Kiwis were about, what our country is founded on. And that has been humble, hardworking, that number eight wire sort of mentality and being an, an innovative and not being worried about the fact that we're small on resource, but that we can use that to our advantage. We can be nimble tactically and we can stay in front of the bigger, more resource countries and opponents if we're prepared to buy into what we're trying to achieve. So cohesion would become such an important part of that. So we had to be able to get ourselves to all believe in the dream and the direction that we thought we could go and not fear what the, some of the decisions or the, the roads that we might head down. And that was my job, I guess. He's provided all the structure and he provided the loyalty with selection and the consistency of selection and he managed up beautifully to the New Zealand Cricket Board, the CEO and everyone else around him and he got a really good group of um, support staff on board which challenged him, um, which challenged his methods at times um, and and also provided resource that he couldn't provide. And then with, with me, I guess my type of leadership as a captain was is a lot more touchy-feely. It's kind of getting to know you as a, as a player, getting to know your family, your under, 
what your goals are, what drives you in the game and trying to connect with you so that then when I ask you to do something which is a bit edgy out on the field against bigger opposition, you trust that I, that, that I have your back if it doesn't go, doesn't go right. So I guess from my point of view, I like, um, I like reading um, a lot of books, uh, which most people mm. probably won't know. My favourite book is Sun Tzu, The Art of War, and I've tried to take on a lot of those principles in my sort of my strategic kind of cricketing um, or professional life and, and then some of those lessons into your personal life as well. And, and if you go through um, some of those, and I know we've got some obligations we've got to hit in just a sec, if we can go through some of those things, and then I want to point out one which I think is really important at the back end of it. Um, in, in The Art of War, they talk a lot about um, that The Art of War teaches us to rely not on the likelihood of the enemy's not coming, but on our own readiness to receive him, not on the chance of his not attacking, but rather on the fact that we have made our position unassailable. Okay, so that to me is really important because it teaches you to get yourself ready and know that the challenge is coming your way. And, mm. and it, it teaches you about knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and that if you know your enemy and yourself, then you need not fear the result of 100 battles they talk about. If you don't know your enemy, but you know yourself, then you'll win one, you'll lose one. If you don't know your enemy and you don't know yourself, then you'll lose every battle. If you know your enemy and you know yourself, then you'll win 100 battles. That's kind of one of the mentalities of the art of war. Um, and the, one of the greatest aspects of the Sun Tzu art of war is, is he talks about he will win whose army is animated by the same spirit throughout all its ranks. That's cohesion. So you need to find a way throughout all your ranks from the lowest player in the team or the newest player in the team to those who have been there throughout. They've got to be content and comfortable with the seat that they sit on the bus and they understand the direction that it's heading. They do that, then you create harmony and you create cohesion within the group and that, that spirit is able to achieve some special things. Then you can be innovative and you can be dynamic and then the bigger resource teams, they can't catch up to you. That's where the All Blacks were. I don't think they're there now. What do I think they need to yep. do? I think Ian Foster has to find a way to bring someone in who may not be one of his posse, may not be one of his circle of, of friends or trusts, but he needs to bring someone in who's got that steel and that ability to be able to reignite the fire within some of those older boys and to put the fear of God up some of those younger boys as well to understand that their obligations as an all-black side is that they are to win 90 to 92% of their games because that's what the country expects of them and that's what they've bought into. So if I was in Ian Foster's position, and hey, maybe in the coming weeks or months we might find out and we might see it happen, but I would absolutely love if he brought in someone like a Richie McCaw, whether it be him or someone with a bit of steel, someone who's, and they don't have to be there day in, day out. They bring them in, spark them up, and then they move on. Stephen mm -hmm. Fleming, remember, spent five days with the Black Caps environment on the cusp of the T20 World Cup. How vital could that contribution have been to their overall ability to travel through to the final? Little things like that. Fozzie, you're in the chair, my friend. If I, I don't know you. I've never met you. But if I was you, bring someone in who you may not necessarily like, but who you may just need. It is 7.40 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy Beautiful, for breakfast. Mate. We've got plenty more coming up soon. We're going to get off for a quick break. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's quarter to eight o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And wow, that was absolutely outstanding, Baz McCullum. You were just so insightful. You made it 
very understandable and uh, just really hit a spot with myself and um, just really drew me in, mate. Made me feel a part of it in it and just uh, part of my experiences I've been able to feel over the time when I was playing sport and, you know, the highs and the lows and things like that, mate, just really hit, hit a spot with me. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I think the one thing that really hit home is at the start, you know, when you said you're playing cricket and you're walking around, you just got a hiding, but you're walking around like, you, you know, you, you're amazing, you're so good, your team's really amazing, but the reality is you're not. And and, and the one thing that I t- got, on, got from that as well, mate, is sitting around a circle, this is where you, you let it all out. When things aren't really going too well, aren't going great, and you're, you're not getting the results you're after, there is no better way than getting everyone together and putting it all out there and being vulnerable in front of your mates is when you have to shut the doors, get everyone out, get the players in there, sit around a circle and just let it all out. And just fire shots and just say what you feel, say what you got. And, um, mate, I think that's that's exactly what what these uh, what the players have to do and, and, and it's particularly with the ABs. And, mate, you, you've been there with the Black Caps. Being there with the black, and I don't think it's a hard fix for the ABs. Like you can't go from being mm. world winners and and the best on the planet, and, and then just going to be terrible. There's just little things, little little bits with uh, within the environment. I feel have just kind of slipped a wee bit, and they just really need to go back. And and you're right, mate. Maybe someone like a a, a Richie, a Kevin Mialamu, you know, someone that's been there, done that, so much money and respect. Get them in there. And just let it all out and uh, give them an understanding, um, mate. So I really appreciate you uh, sharing that and being open and vulnerable and, and talking about your experiences, mate, and, and just sharing it. it was very, very good, mate. Thanks, Brian. Well, I think this is what I mean. We talked about this stuff down in Queenstown as well, and you know our times are during like when our games are beyond us now. Like we've had our time yeah. behind us. Sorry, we've we've had our time and. We loved every minute of it. Um, I guess the the thing we realise, right, when you've finished is you're mortal in the game and and mm. your time stops. And I guess the thing that, as a leader within that group, what you've got to try and get the guys to understand when they're still playing is that there was many people who came before you and there'd be many people who come after you. So you need your job is to leave the jersey or the cap in a better place than what yeah. you found it. So therefore, there is obligations which you need to uphold, right? That you have to do. And then we're not talking about mm. dropping people's flair or personality out of it. We want to bring that out. Yeah. But you've got a framework mm. to do it within, you know? And you've got to uphold some standards to... Otherwise, what do we live for, you know? We may as well do just turn up. No point in having practice runs or net trainings. We'll just turn up and see how we go. And that's not what that's what that's not what New Zealand teams are about, eh? Hmm. No, no, I loved it, mate, and you're spot on there. Like, the one thing we learnt when we went in there, like, there was, I was sitting down, I was I was putting on a jersey that Christian Cullen wore, you know, Glenn Osborne and Alan Houston, you know, the players that had gone before, and I was just, like, looking at it going, wow, this is absolutely mm. fantastic, but I don't own this jersey. I'm just a caretaker of this jersey. I want to do everything possible to enhance this jersey and leave it in a better place. That was always my mindset. That was always my mantra. Every time I wore that jersey, leave it in a better place than I found it. And, and you're right, mate, because at the moment there's, there's personalities, and I was a, one of those personalities. When I was in there, you know, flary, 
the up guy, funny, have a bit of fun, but it's having the balance to find out when that time is right, when it's time to have a laugh, when it's time to switch on and hit what you need to do in that moment. And that is the difference between good and great players, you know, the ones that be able to switch like that. And, um, yeah, look, it's, I don't think it's, it's, a, it's a hard fix. I think there's just got to be a real deep and real honest um, conversations that need to be had, and and you'll be you you'd know this, Baz. It's 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 hard when you hear it from your mates. It's hard when you hear it from your mates. The honest truth comes out from your mates. It's hard. You don't want to hear it, but that is the only way you're going to learn and adapt and move forward. It's being honest and transparent with each other in those critical moments, and then you'll be uh, you'll be better for it as a team. You know, when the times gets tough, you know your mate's honest with you, so he's going to have your back. And uh, I think that's just going to be the key, mate. So I, I really appreciate you and Mike Hesson really sharing those insights. And I, I honestly think you're right on the money with, with Fozzie. He's not going to go. We're going to have Foster to the World Cup. And hopefully he can he can get that World Cup and we win it. And we, we're back you know, to being world champions. But there's a lot of work that needs to go behind the scenes. And I think you're on the money there, mate. Get some old school players in there. Just to really, uh, just let the boys remember what it's like to be an all-black, what it's like to wear that fern on your chest, that all-blackness that defines us, you know? Things like that, and I think that's the key. So awesome, mate. Here, here, brother. Here, here. It's time for us to shoot off, but love you talking ABs as well. You can hear the passion in your voice, my brother. We'll be back very soon on Baz Nizzy for breakfast on SNZ. <laughs> Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Apologies, I got caught up and I missed it, but we're here. It's Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. The quiz is up. The quiz is up. Call now. We're taking caller number 11, 0800 150 811. I'll give you the first answer. John Stockton. John Stockton. So, hey, get on those phone lines. Call us. It's time anyway. Uh, what have we got coming up? That was a great little hour. Baz, that was very, very insightful and great, mate. You just really drew me in there, talking about the passion and and the changes that the Black Caps had to make, and it leads in very well, mate. We've got our own experiences and our own, uh, you know, experiences and scenarios that we've been able to adapt to and come through, and and I love sharing it. I love sharing it with everyone out there, and and we've had a lot of texts coming through. They've really enjoyed it as well, and we will keep bringing that to you every single day. I feel like we can. Uh, have a wee difference here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. So thanks for listening and thanks for tuning into that. It was good. Very good hour. Mike Hesson here was outstanding and then you, Baz, just really drew me in, mate. So thank you very much. Coming up, we've got Paul Radisic. He's going to tip to us about New Zealand racing. Shane Van Gisbergen, he's been going great guns in the in the Supercars series. So we're going to talk to him and then Michael McNabb. McNabber! He's been riding extremely well, and, well, he got Louis paid the other day. And my dad, Louis, my dad took just a maze. He followed you in, mate, five bucks. He was up and about cheering Louis on. So that was great guns. So looking forward to chatting to him. But right now, it is time for... It's Bezzy's and Izzy's Radio. Frequencies, it's Bezzy's and Izzy's Radio Frequencies. She walks real slowly. Slowly. Yeah, how good. I've got to apologise to the horse. 
because horses texted in. He said, big thanks, Izzy, for the early Xmas present. My six-year-old boy can't stop singing your radio frequencies jingle. Road trips will never be the same. Apologies, horse, but hey, it's very, very catchy, eh? Very, very catchy. Anyway, it is time. It is time. It is that time of the morning where we have a crack at our Wellington Frequency 7-Eleven AM is our Wellington Frequency and we're giving you the chance to win $711. Doesn't matter where you live in New Zealand, call us and you have the chance. And well, the lucky man, he's a big part of the show. It's his time to shine and he's he's got a good quiz brain on him too. I feel confident for young Zaid. Zaid from Auckland. Good morning, Zaid. Good morning. Can I say something before we get into the quiz quickly? Oh, quickly. Um, <laughs> you, you, no, no you were you're just talking about, you know, how you do your um your little raps. What about the old band with the old um the old Crusaders boys, the old Sea City Brothers? Do you like that? Hey? Sea oh, City Rob, Brothers Robbie coming Frohan. at you. Ha. It ain't over till it's over. Got a city hot and easy move over. That's enough from you, Zay. Don't ever embarrass me like that again, Louie. Don't go <laughs> finding those clips, mate. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go, Zay. You got through, mate. You got through. The spotlight this week is on Wellington's frequency, 7-11 a.m. Because of that frequency, I'm giving you, Zay, the chance to win 711 bucks. What would you do with that 711 bucks, Zay? I don't know, it's quite a bit. Not sure. Yeah, mate. Yeah, well, make sure you put it in the bank, save it, and build on that interest that they're offering you, 0.5%. How good? Not. Anyway, now hopefully you were listening to the SENZ yesterday between Smithy Staffy and Kirsten Beeve, where we gave you half the answers. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, John Stockton. He's ahead of the game. He's been listening. Corsade's been listening. Here he is. Question number two, City. Only two players can can score goals on the netball call. Goal shoot. And what's the other position? Uh, Goal attack. Yes, Aidy. Question number three, Zade. New Zealand Olympic medalist Anthony Wilding competed in which sport? Anthony Wilding. Uh, is it running? Five, four, three, two. Is it running? One. Uh, one point one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, sorry, bud. Do you, you use a racket? Not, <laughs> he's well, not, he's not running, bud. Tennis? Tennis, tennis? yeah. Yeah, sorry, mate. It was tennis. It was uh, tennis. Ah, oh. nah, that's okay. Wilding centre okay. down in Christchurch tennis centre there. Yeah, Wilding tennis centre down here in Chacha. That's all right, mate. You won fourteen dollars twenty-two. Stay tuned, mate, and you you, you better use that towards uh, Christmas time. Christmas time. Thanks very much, Zadie. All good. Ah, oh, man, I thought I thought look. I thought Zade was going to do it. I thought he was going to do that. I, th- I thought I had a lot of confidence in him. He's a very bright boy. He's pretty quizzed up. And I thought he was going to get there in the end. But anyway, the money stays alive. The money stays alive. The money stays alive. And I'm going to give you a question for tomorrow. Who was captain of the Tall Blacks when they finished fourth 
and the 2002 Basketball World Championships? The answer is Pedro Cameron. Pedro Cameron. There you go. There you go, Baz. Mm. They did quite well that tournament too, didn't they? Fourth. They got yeah, fourth. Come fourth. Yeah, I was at high school watching that. Kirk Penny and oh, they were hissing, eh? Ed Book. Ed Big Ed, Ed Book. Book. Yeah. <laughs> of course, their target nuggets now part of the SNZ oh. family. So we're going to have to really get ourselves up and about around the basketball. That dial it back to the days where I used to um, clean oh, the Have you got a good step back, Baz? Uh, I'm I'm better dribbler. <laughs> <laughs> Same. So, I dribble dribbling out of my mouth and passing too. is my game. That's <laughs> <laughs> so you dribble good at it. Oh, man, I love a bit of people. love a bit of people. I've got all the gear and no idea, but I love it. I love it, mate. So, anyway, we're um, that was Baz and Izzy's Radio Frequencies, and, well, Zaid really had no idea. But anyway, he had a good chance. He'll be back tomorrow. Pedal Cameron is the question and answer for question number one. Tomorrow is our Wellington Frequencies uh, Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies continues tomorrow, so make sure you tune in after 8 o'clock hour and you have the chance to win $711. How good would that be? Anyway, right, it's time to rip into our McCafe coffee catch-up. And, well, mine was delivered this morning. How good. This weekend, gone, we saw Shane Van Gersbergen join a very small list of Kiwi drivers who have won the Supercar Series multiple times. He's been in dominant form this year and clinched the series before Next week, huge go out at Mount Panorama for the Bathurst. To talk about such a gun driver like Shane, we've tracked down another legend of our motorsport ranks who did it all, winning series up in Europe before driving the better part of a decade in the V8 supercars down under. He represented some of the iconic names, Dick Johnson Racing, Triple Eight, Team Kiwi Racing, and he knows how tough the supercars series is to conquer. Paul Radisic is on the line. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, team. How are we? Oh, very good. Very good, Paul. We, we just had a wee quiz, and we're, we're giving away some money here, 711 bucks. So everyone's up and about. No one has taken the money yet. But, um, no, we've had a good show so far. We've been talking about team environments, a bit of high-performance uh, operating organisations, and, well, one guy that's been performing at a, at a high level for a very long time, mate, is Shane Van Gisbergen. How good has he been this year? Oh, hasn't he been spectacular? I mean, he he led the series from the uh, from the uh, from the first round and and hasn't relinquished mm. all the way through. So, I mean, quickest driver. Yes, he's got the he's got the equipment un- under him, but man, does he use it to the best of his ability? And um, you know, it, it's in some ways it's a shame McLaughlin wasn't there because I believe this year he would have yeah. uh, he would have he would have no one would have touched him and. Um, you know, the only guy that got close was his teammate um, Jamie Wincup, and uh, he's a seven-time champion and knows his way around um, around uh, the Australian circuit. So, look, Shane is um, he, he's he, what he's done this this year is just is, is really unbelievable. He, you know, he started from the back, he started from the front. He's from the doesn't matter where he is, he his skill. <laughs> 
to get the car around and, and deal with the conditions that you have to deal with are, are second to none for any type of driver. Um, and, uh, you know, once again, he's just proven how 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 an all-rounder he, he really, really is. Hey, Paul, it's Baz here, mate. Hey, have you, have you seen the supercars, um, well, the sport itself, have you seen it sort of change a lot of recent times? Well, look, the, the, you know, the car of the future come out when I, just just before, well, just after I, I retired. So there was a big change there. Those cars have sort of rolled through now and they're about to change, I think, end of next year, where the Camaro is going to be the Camaro and the, and the, and the, uh, the Mustang are going to be the two model cars. Um, and based on more of a, uh, a more of a, a cheaper platform to enable the teams to not only compete a little fairly, but uh, just to cut the cost down. So, mm. yeah, what, what are the, the errors I've seen? They're, they're, they're definitely trying to make it uh, more cost effective and get more teams into it. And you know, we've seen manufacturers drop away, which is always a difficult thing. But you know, saying that, the fields are still very strong. There's you know, close to 30 cars. Um, still plenty of signage on the cars. So, look, things have changed, but, but they have also progressed as well. You know, and the, the cars are much more refined. There's better cooling systems. Um, you know, the, 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 uh, the pit stops are more refined. Everything's just more and more refined than, than when I stopped in 2008. Um, mate, let's talk about Shane Van Gersbergen. He's had 14 wins. The next best is Anton Del Pasquale. Was six. He has been on another level this year. Is he going to stick around and, and keep being the supercar dominance and, and you know being the, the number one driver, or is he going to look ahead and potentially could you see him going offshore and follow, following Shane McLaughlin over to the Indy cars or something like like that? Look, I, I don't know what Shane's long term views are. I know he, he loves coming back to New Zealand and and. You know, to be a professional racing driver, you've got to move offshore. That's that's just the reality of mm. of how it's always been. Um, you know, Shane's done a lot overseas in Europe and and won championships over there as well. So, I think a couple of years ago he did he did these the V8 supercars and he did two or three champ, championships in between in series in Europe. So, he has done it. Um, and look, I, I I really don't know, you know, what his long-term views are, but uh, it's the same old thing. You know, he's got a great job, he's winning races. Why would you want to leave? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so b- between Shane and then you got Scott McLaughlin, you got Scott Dixon, you got Brennan Hartley, and then also a young Liam Lawson. It really is a bit of a golden era of Kiwi drivers to a degree. What's Do you have an involvement with them at all? Paul, do you sort of a bit of a mentor to them? No, look, for those guys, um, no, they all, you know, Ken Smith had a lot to do with a lot of those guys you, you rattled off uh, in their early mm. in their early days when they were, you know, trying to learn the craft. But um, uh, no, I mean, other than, than watching them and, and, and being right behind them all, um, yeah, of course, I, I, I know them, but no, I don't have any involvement with any of those guys. And, and you, you're right. I mean, it is. It's been sort of the golden era for motorsport for probably four or five years now, and we've we've had guys in all the top championships of the world, and and at one stage in Brendan in Formula One. Um, so 
you know, we've uh, we've, we've we've had some great success and, and still going to have plenty more success. And you know, we haven't seen the best of Scott McLaughlin in IndyCar yet. You know, Scott Dixon dominated that for many years, and long may, may long may he continue. So uh, you know, from from the motorsport perspective, um, we've still got guys out there doing it, and and, and at, at the top echelon for. You know, hopefully these guys will see another five years, and they want to have another crop of of young guys that they've inspired to uh, to to follow what they've done. Yeah, it's a great golden era for Kiwi racing drivers. You got Hayden Patton trying to get in that EV car and the Hyundai doing good things as well. Hey, mate, quickly before we let you go, mate, how much does Bathurst one thousand, the great race? How much does this mean to, to the race drivers? And I know Shane Van Gisbergen has already wrapped up the series, but he'll be going out there to, to win this race. And what does it mean for these drivers, racing in the Bathurst and to win the great race that is Bathurst? Well, it, it's, it's, it's such an iconic event, and it, it's, you know, it, it ranks up there with the Le Mans and, mm. and um, you know, Monza and, and big, big events around the world. People know the Bathurst 1000. Um, it does, you know, from 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 the motorsport world, it, it it is the race that does stop the nations, and that's Australia and New Zealand in particular, um, because it's it's such an iconic event. It is, to you know, to win it, um, it, it's what every driver aspires to. Yes, everyone wants to win the championship, of course, but if you had to give give it away and win Bathurst, you'd walk away a, a happy man. It's it's it looks it's one of those races that it's a, it is a one-off event. It's you know it's eight hours of racing. Mm. Uh, it's man and machine against the elements, and 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 as we've seen over the years, you know the elements play a big part in it. So I'm sure this this year will be no no different. You know you've got the your regular contenders. I mean, really hard this year for the for the co-drivers because they've done no lead-ups to Mount Panorama, so they're all going in stone cold. Most of them have done no <laughs> racing all year, so hey, anything is is possible. And uh, and we'll when I, and, and it would, we're going to see lots of dramas in and around the the co-drivers just because they haven't done the kilometres. But you know the plan for the race is to try and get through to that last hour. You've got your your, mm-hmm. your, your top drivers in the car in the last hour, and uh, and that's when the race really begins. So uh, um, I'm looking forward to. Seen what happened, and I'm, and I'm sure Shane, he's got, a, he has got a, probably the best co-driver with Garth Tander, and um, I'd expect the Kiwi win. Yeah, same here, mate. It's a, it's a great race, and Conrod Straight, mate, that big straight where you get up to 300 and something clicks. That was one of the highlights of the race. Paul Radisich, she is a legend of New Zealand racing. We really appreciate your time, mate, and talking to us about Shane Van Gisbergen, who is doing great things, but um. Thanks so much for joining Bears and Izzy for breakfast. We appreciate it, mate. Have a cracking day. No, my pleasure. Take care, guys. Awesome. Great to chat. Mate, I was lucky, Bears. I was lucky enough to to head over to Greg Murphy's house and jump on his simulator last year and have a go in the V8 supercar. And, man, it was good fun. It was such good fun. They're cool cars. You can get understanding. And those simulators are so realistic as well. Like, you just... Get one foot wrong, one thing you spin out, mate. So, got a lot of admiration for them. But anyway, we got coming up. We'll be back shortly. Where that was Paul Radisic. We'll come back with Paulie Mawati after.
Easter week break. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast apps in the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 26 minutes past eight here in the morning on Wednesday, the 24th of November, and it is coming up time for a little chat with Pauli Mawate. But don't forget to give us a call anytime on the Kennard's Hire phone line 0800 150811 or send us text on double eight double three on the text line as well we're going to cross over to paulie mwati for our tab live update bit live on your favorite sports with the tab app today good morning paulie yeah morning bears morning is yeah How you doing, mate <laughs> gee you bought <laughs> some <laughs> heat yesterday it was good what do you think <laughs> what's going what's going on today we got plenty going on i'll give you the tip Okay, okay. Now you missed what Izzy said. He said, "What do you think, what do you think? Oh, yeah, what do you think, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Kesa told me to say that yesterday. I can't believe he told me to say it. Oh, Paulie, uh, cool. don't this forget, I have control back. of the phones. Don't forget, Paulie, you did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard this morning there's oh, cracks starting to appear in the breakfast uh, team. Oh, oh pa- yeah. hey, Louis. Louis sort of on the outer oh. at the moment. You, you know, there could be a divorce that, on the card. Maybe he's after the more leisurely hours of 9 to 12. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, what do you got for us, Paulie? Right, we've got, uh, we've got some cricket bonus back uh, promotions on this week. Of course, the Black Caps uh, start the first test against India. Uh, later on this afternoon, we've got a bonus back promotion on that. And we've also got a bonus back promotion on the Canterbury Kings-Wellington Firebirds match on Friday and the Otago Vault Central Stags match on Sunday. Uh, just head to the TAB website to check out all the T's and C's around that. But we've also got some bonus back promotions on a number of uh, racing events this week. Uh, today, Tauranga races one and two, are both bonus back races. And I can tell you, uh, there has been some support for the three-year-old daughter of Piero, number 12, Classico. Here's some familiar names. Jamie Richards, Danielle Johnson, opened up at 4.20, now into $3.50. I'm just telling you, that's where the money's gone in in race one at Tauranga today. Number 12, Classico. Uh, We've also got... Bonus, a bonus back promotion on the first two races from Ortaki tomorrow. Of course, that's a pretty big day at Ortaki tomorrow. Uh, and the first four races at the Addington Harness meeting on Friday evening. Uh, they'll be bonus back races as well. So for all you punters out there, there's plenty of chances to pick up a bonus bet. Don't forget, we've got the Racing Mega Multibuster as well. Uh, the American Sports Multibuster and the Football Mega Multibuster. So... Yeah, there's plenty of chances, boys. All right, beautiful. We might have a little beautiful. On, our, on our hands as well with Vulture Street in race seven going into Classico in race one. Very good, Paulie. Well, we appreciate your catch-up, mate. You have a good afternoon, won't you? Hey? Yeah, yeah, and you too. Um, and uh, hopefully we might catch up and play Millbrook one day. Me, you, Louie, and Iz. 
and Trudy and Kiz and Joe and Smithy <laughs> and Staffy and Kirst and Beeb and Sam and Reuben and <laughs> one, one team, team one, one dream, dream Love it. Ah, good we'll, work. We'll be able to sort that out there. Yeah, we'll sort it out, bro. No worries. We're good like that. Anyway, of course, the TAB promotions in play in hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Well, we had to go and do a recce first, though, didn't we? As we couldn't yeah. just, you know, yeah. We didn't want to disappoint them. We had to go down there, do a recce. The new, nine, sure new nine holes is good. Okay. New nine holes is good. Yeah. Yeah, we'll let you know where we're going when we get on that golf course down there. But we've got it all sorted out for you. The itinerary, it's in the mail, as is the tickets. Yeah, the invite's there, but the rest is coming. It's 8.30 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, which means we're off to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-seven minutes away from nine AM when the doyen Ian Smith steps in to take over Baz and Izzy for breakfast. A couple of sports headlines and some live sport lads to rip through quickly. United, Izzy, give us an ole, 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 because ole, yes, because United have gone up one nil against Villa Real in the Champions League. Bayern are still holding a lead. Against Dynamo Kiev, 2-1 in the 88th minute. And as I said earlier, Chelsea, Juve, Barcelona, Benfica to kick off at 9am. Just to circle back to that story we touched on right at the start. So Tim Payne and, well, Cricket Tasmania have gone whack at Cricket Australia. They've called the treatment of Tim Payne the worst of an Australian test captain in 50 years and referenced that Bill Laurie situation back in the day. The treatment afforded to the Aussie test captain by Cricket Australia has been appalling. It is clear that the anger amongst Tasmania cricket community and general public is palpable. At a time when Cricket Australia should have supported Tim, it was evidently regard he was evidently regarded as dispensable. The treatment is the worst since Bill Laurie over 50 years ago. Whack. So um, yeah, we think there's th- think there's cracks. There's cracks in the bloody Baz and Izzy for breakfast. This is home and away compared to what's going on at Cricket Australia. That is icy over there. We're a box of fluffies here. And quickly, lastly, lads, Kiwis and Kiwi Ferns likely to return to uh, standalone tests on State of Origin weekend. So they wouldn't have played rugby league tests on home soil here in more than two years. So in 2022, they're eyeing a, a kind of standalone test over that state of origin weekend, Michael Maguire is still the Kiwis coach. It's probably easy to forget. And they're actually the world's number one ranked side, which I had completely forgotten. So they want to get test matches off the ground in state of origin weekend next year, which is a great story for rugby league fans. There you go, Baz and Izzy. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Louie. Nice, Louie. That's mania. Whack. That is big time, isn't it? Huge cracks appearing over there. Well, well, the English, they'll be sitting there just waiting, waiting for their opportunity to be able to strike. Whether they can is another thing. Uh, well, we've had a good morning so far. Last little period, we had Paul Radisich on. He was talking horsepower coming up. We've got Michael McNabb who's going to talk horse racing, which would be awesome. Of course, when you talk horsepower as well, we have race control here on SCNZ with with Murph, Greg Murphy, and that is on tonight instead of tomorrow night due to the Test Cricket 
So if you want to tune in to Race Control with Murph, make sure you are listening tonight. And of course, tomorrow we have all the live Test Cricket action between New Zealand and India here on SENZ as well. And that's going to be brought to you by Snake Daniel McCarty, outstanding Jeremy Coney. Garth Galloway and Richard Petrie from 5pm tomorrow. How's about that for a lineup of commentators on SENZ? Very lucky. Hutchie's got the wallet out. He's gone big. He's gone big to make a big statement. How good. So we look forward to listening to those guys here on SENZ. We are coming up 8.36 in the morning, of course. The Whisker Series podcast is also out now. So join Phil as he chats to Kiwi sports legends about their experiences with mental health. Donate to... Movember now and enjoy the Whisker Series podcast while you are at it. We're going to get off for a quick break. We're going to come back with the Inform Hoop, Michael McNabb. 8.41 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. A text on the on the phone line on double eight double three from Will over on the Gold Coast who is listening in on the app, the SCNZ app, of course. And don't forget to tune in to the podcast later on if you want to listen back to all of what we had to say uh, today and listen to Baz and Izzy dive into the depths of what it means for us to play for the Black Caps and the All Blacks respectively. But Will on the Gold Coast wants to know, can you repeat your tips if possible, lads? Well, I'm not going to do that just yet because we've got Michael McNabb on the phone and as far as yes. go, there ain't too many better and he might just stare us into one. So keep listening, Will. In the next six or seven minutes or so, Old Nabba might just be able to get us one. But anyway, as it warms up and the tracks get firm, the racing also starts to heat up and the best horses and jockeys come to the fore. Michael McNabb, Nabba, is having a great time of it and he's heading into the busy part of the season. He's leading the jockeys premiership with 37 wins and a striking 5.73, which is very impressive. He'll be getting ready for a busy few days ahead, starting at Tauranga today as well. He's got some nice rides there, as he does in the weekend. Good morning, Nabba. Morning, Baz. Morning, Izzy. How are you? Good, mate. Gee, it's good to get you on the phone, bro. Hey? Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> oh, mate, what's uh, what's happening? Obviously, you, you'll be making your way over to Tauranga very shortly to, to rip into a nice book of rides. But, mate, you're in absolutely red-hot form at the moment. You must be, must be delighted with your form. Yeah, really wrapped with how I've been going. It's been a really good start to the season. Um, obviously, off the back of us, an alright season last season, so we started well, so it's good. How hard is it to to stay consistent in this game? Is it does it come down to the rides that you get as well as your own form, or or does it come down to a mindset in, in yourself and your own preparations? I think it's a bit of everything. Um, definitely starts with yourself. I think you've got to have everything right off the track to be able to perform on the track. And um, then obviously you've got to get the good rides, but you have to be in the right mindset to ride those horses as well. Mate, what, what, Nabba, it's great to chat to you, mate. I popped into you down in the church, mate, in a nice hot <laughs> sun there at Amazonita. It was great to catch up with you, brother. But, mate, tell us about yourself. What What motivates you to to be riding so successful and is winning the premiership a big goal of yours? Um, well, firstly, on the premiership, not at the moment. Um, if it got to mm. March and I, and I was still around, oh, for sure, it'd be, it'd be massive to win a premiership. Um, it was a beautiful day that day down in the sun. The food was good as well. 
Um, <laughs> and what was the other question? Sorry, oh, what motivates just, me? Just the, just the food, um, eh? <laughs> yeah, 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 I was only eating. <laughs> I'm a, yeah. um, <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I think it's um, oh, the thrill of winning, but but winning on big yeah. days and that's really motivating. Um, yeah. So that's that's always a plus, and those big races are absolutely outstanding. So that's sort of what motivates me. Nice, mate. Nabbit, we, we talked a little bit on the show um, today, uh, Izzy explaining his passion for the All Blacks jersey and, and me explaining my passion for the Black Caps and, and the teams and that that we're a part of. We've seen you after big wins, uh, just how the, the big smile on your face and the pump of the arms, and, and it, it does just get you going, doesn't it? You're incredibly passionate about this industry and, and winning, aren't you? Yeah, I'm really passionate. Uh, You'll you see that when I win a big race, I go off... Um, <laughs> just the, uh, like you can't explain the feeling. You guys would know winning big games and that. You just can't explain how good it feels and all the work you've put in. And when it pays off in a big race or you have a massive day on a big day, um, the feeling's just incredible. Mate, what what horse set all right at the moment, uh, which is really keeping you fired up for summer, mate? Have you got any horse or? Something for the future that you can lead us into, because that's what we do on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We love getting our listeners paid. Is there something that's good at the moment to watch out for? Um, Paranoi Bay. He's he's two from two. Um, he he won his first start, beat a really good field, and then he won the Sardin at the second start, which is hard to do, and beat another really good field. Um, he's in on the weekend. I think a, a, a colt you could probably follow is a uh, colt Harlick. Um, Pam's got him going really good. Took him a while to get going when he come back from Aussie. Um, and he's going to run the Captain Cook in a couple of weeks. But there might be a little sneaky on the weekend, one with a lightweight Tabata. Oh, <laughs> get up, son. I was trying not to tell the world about that. We are going to get our odds on first, my son. Crikey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly though, like she's she does she'll get in a lightweight. Like she's up against a pretty a pretty good field. But we're delighted to have you on board, mate. So let's uh, let's see how it works out. But but um she 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 can gallop, can't she? Oh my word, she can. Yes. Um she she went on really well the other day. She is in a good field, but I think you've got to take in into account, she's only going to have 53 kilos on her back, and um, she can get the right run. Hopefully, she's right there, Bella. Or never, never. Tell us that run, mate. Tell us that run. What's your plan? What's your plan for to get to Bart over the line, brother? Hey, <laughs> uh, well, I don't have a plan as yet because I don't know what I've drawn, and we'll do that a little bit closer. But I'll, I'll be doing everything to get her over the line. I promise you that. Oh, well, I tell you what, mate. There'd be some lovely. Fruits at the bottom of the old rainbow. If you're able to get her across the line, we'll we'll have a little uh, long lunch somewhere, no doubt. But anyway, mate, what about today? What what have we got? Have we got anything that's backable today that you're on? Vulture Street. Um, maybe a horse called Midnight Special. I think she's in the second horse of um, Piakau. She runs yep. second the first start uh, and run really well. It was just a little bit green. She's drawn a bit awkwardly today, but. Um, 
if she gets a nice run, she could be really competitive. Okay, mm. That's beautiful. There we go, Izzy. Make sure you get on that nice one. Um, yeah, what about the, uh, the the thing of David Green's Vulture Street Race 7? You've got a, you got a chance on that? It's been backed off the map. Has it? Um, yeah, yeah. They must know something I don't, so that's always a good thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not very confident. That's out of my mind. No, that's oh. good. <laughs> well, I'm, only, I'm, only, I'm going going off the replays I can watch, so they they must know something that I don't. So, well, that's always you know, as I said, it's always a good thing. Might, must be going really well, <laughs> but this table's flying. Yeah, the stable is flying, absolutely flying. All right, mate. Well, we'll let you go anyway. But look forward to we'll have to have a game of squash at some point as well. Look forward to catching yeah, up sure. and all the best this weekend. All the best yeah, this no. week and all the best this weekend. We'll catch up. Hopefully with the chocolate Saturday yes, afternoon. Oh yes, that'd be massive. Um, <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Izzy, for having me on, and hopefully we catch up for a couple of couple of cold sodas soon. Yes, man, <laughs> <laughs> absolute legend that is Michael McNabb, who was riding out of his skin, and as he pointed to, last year was a good season for him as well, and he's really coming into a hot period in his career. So we wish him all the best. He's a champion bloke. And um, he's good company, and, and he's on some nice rides today and, and also on the weekend. So all the best to you, Ultra, eh? Michael McNabb. Eh? Ultra Street. I think it just well. got scratched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now nah, follow the money, is Follow the money. It's 8.50 oh, here in the morning. We're going to come back shortly with Sleep On It with the Doyen who is in the beautiful Hawke's Bay in Smith. We'll see you very soon.